Hello and welcome back to the Pinstripe Podcast. Scotty, so glad you could join us this week. Yeah, finally. Um, A lot and also not a lot to go over this week. I feel like there's no like wild breaking news, but there's also like... There's news. There's a lot of yeah. news, not a lot of massive breaking Wildly news, crazy. Massive conversation. Yeah. Um, you want to start with some Yankee stuff first? Yeah. Um, uh, do you want to start with the non-big one? I don't know what Actually, you're considering. I don't know, I don't know what you're considering the non-big one. Uh, I was considering us getting a new hitting coach. As okay, yeah. One. Yeah, that's super not um, big. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they announced that uh, James Rosen uh, is a club's hitting coach. It's always good to see we got a new hitting coach because, you know, we that's been our problem. So, yeah, he had to see we may be addressing it. Yeah, he also he helped Aaron Judge um in his developmental stages, um, which will you know hopefully help because as we've said before, right? Aaron Judge is our best hitter. He has an outside of the organization hitting coach. Hopefully, this will encourage some more um internal confidence in Yankee coaching. And I think you know if Aaron Judge is doing something and and using it well um hopefully that should rub off on everyone else around him um but other than that yeah i had no other thought i i don't know anything else about the man i don't know if you do yeah no not really <laughs> he is he is a coach um i'm assuming that your big news was what was announced yesterday Yes, but actually, there was also another Yankee thing. Yeah, that I don't know if we're talking about the same thing. Are you talking about the Brian Cashman, John Carlos Stanton comment? No, that's a whole very different thing. That's a, I think that's a long conversation. I think I agree. I agree. Um, I was just going to talk about TJ Rumfield, a uh, hidden our minor leagues, uh, a Mm -hmm. first baseman for us who earned minor league gold glove, which is super impressive because it is minor league gold glove. It is across all three levels of the minor leagues. It's not just, you know, the top guys. Major League Gold Glove is great, but you are the best of whatever, 30 others at your position. Yeah, in the minor leagues. This is a guy. Yeah. A hundred other people. Yeah. Yeah. At least 90 other teams. I mean, it's that's basically what it is. And so extremely, extremely good for him. He split time uh, in single A and double A. And I mean, you can see the highlights. He, He earned it. Awesome. I didn't see that. That's that's exciting to see. Um, like we were saying, we had the Rookie of the Year and the Cy Young Awards were announced. Um, I think that, I mean, not that Rookie of the Year is super relevant to the Yankees because it obviously wasn't a Yankee, but Gunnar Henderson won for the American League, which is not surprising. Um, and I almost just said Jeff Passan won. <laughs> Corbin Carroll close. <laughs> for the National League. Um, again, this was it's the fifth time ever that both rookies of the year have gotten every first place vote. Um, but Scotty, I was wondering if you saw this with, as I was about to say, Jeff Passon winning the award. In Passon's tweet, it said the Diamondbacks will get an extra first round pick because Carroll won. Why do you happen to know why that would be? Um uh... No, no clue. Because I didn't, I didn't see something like that for the Orioles. Um, Henderson is also the first 
um, Orioles Rookie of the Year since 1989, which is exciting um, for Orioles. But the, yeah, I mean, both of them obviously deserving. Corbin Carroll was the first rookie in Major League Baseball history with 25-plus home runs and 50-plus stolen bases. But that part of Passon's tweet just confused me why they also got that. Um. The prospect promotion incentive was put into place in order to encourage teams to scout and build talent rather than just buy. Since the Diamondbacks reached the World Series in 2023, they will have the 29th pick of the MLB draft, along with an additional one at the end of the first. So it's um, it's because they also made it to the World Series. Okay, because I was going to say, I was going to say, because Henderson definitely came up through the Orioles. Yes. Yeah. It was purely through there. So yeah. World Series. Yeah. So the whole it's a very short it's a very short thing. I just read uh article. I could literally read Corbin Carroll's historic uh rookie of the year win not only etched his name into the franchise history, but also boosted the Diamondbacks' future outlook. Thanks to the uh new MLB collective bargaining agreement, the D backs are set to receive an extra first round pick in the upcoming draft, positioned at the end of the first round. Interesting. I so did not know that. Because of that, they get an extra one. That's, That's that cool. is dope. And I think that 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 I, that's something that is super slick in the CBA. And I, I mean, I can't imagine how many times it really gets brought up. Yeah, I was gonna say it probably like it. It everything just really has to fall into place perfectly for the team. And it's interesting that what a year after the lockout, it comes up and yeah. is yeah <laughs> utilized. Yeah. Um, I only have the one I don't I did not see who won American League um manager of the year, but uh skip Baker. Uh, oh, wasn't it Boat? No, it was Brendan Hyde. Of this is a guy uh, of the Orioles. Thank this is a guy I think I called last year. Yeah. I think I mentioned that last year. Um either that I said he should have won last year or like I mean he, he was a top three. Mm-hmm. Uh at least in my eyes, I, I don't remember if he actually made top three last year. But, I mean, there's no doubt. Um, you can look at his numbers from 2018. Oh, um, yeah. When he first came on, it, they were four, 47 and 115, and then five years later, 101 61. Yeah, um, and you, so. you have to respect both him and the front office, honestly, for seeing the vision of a 100-plus lost team and – seeing where that can go and trusting that the manager can take you there um, and knowing that he can work with the talent that's ahead of him. Um, Skip Shoemaker won for manager. Uh, of the. Wait, I want to say, I want to say one more thing before the NL. Go ahead. And, and I mean, this kind of will go into it. Brandon Hyde and what he did is super important because it was a true managerial. Mm-hmm. Yes. You look at somebody in the NL. People are like, "Ah, oh, you know, the Braves didn't win." I'm um, blanking on their manager's name right now. Um, why didn't that win? Him. They had, they have the studs. Yeah, you're supposed to. It's that same same idea that it goes like year after year with the Dodgers. You're supposed to win to that fucking team. And so when you go and you have Brandon Hyde, who's surrounded by a bunch of rookies, a bunch of you know haven't been stars all across their career and he's helping them either become stars whether the athletes start themselves being stars but whatever it is he's putting that all together as a manager and that is what gives him that idea that manager of the year and it kind of goes the same with the nl which you're just getting to yeah uh skip shoemaker won with the 
Marlins after leading them to the playoffs. And, you know, these are two teams that for the last bucket of years have been like the butt end of the jokes of, well, at least you're not the Orioles, but at least you're not the Marlins. And in the last two years really have just really turned it around. And yeah, I mean, the Marlins had the amazing performance of Luis Arise all year. Sure. But that's one player. Um, And we talk about this all the time in baseball is that one player really cannot change and affect how much, like how many games you win and how well you do as a team, because they only get up three, four times a game. Um, but to be able to put to get like manage a team that I mean, Scotty and I have said it too, you know, they probably have a better chance next year or the year after of like really making a playoff pl- run. Yeah. Um, but to get them there this year is really, really impressive. Yeah, a team exactly as you said, not they're they're not a team full of stars or people you expect to be stars. They have jazz, but you weren't going in there looking at that team saying, Yeah, this whole five-man rotation and the 10 guys they have in their lineup, nine guys mm-hmm. they have in their lineup are really going to go and bring this team to, to the playoffs. But just being correctly managed, correctly guided, created Jorge Soler to be a whole regular season star, yeah. things like that. And they actually put it together as a team. Um, Now in terms of Cy Youngs, um, just my two best friends in the world winning them, both seriously and not seriously. In the National League, fucking Blake Snell won. I hate that guy. I say it all the time. He's the seventh pitcher to ever win in both leagues. And I mean, he did. Obviously, he deserved it. He won. He went 14 and nine on the year with a 225 ERA and 234 strikeouts. Um, He was really a bright spot in a flop of a year for San Diego. Yeah. So one thing I want to say, actually, before, because I have the numbers of only uh, of both Cy Young's and then Skip Shoemaker, because I I remember that I had a screenshot of it. Good, because I don't have any other numbers. Skip Shoemaker won with eight first-place votes. Um, Brian Snicker for the Braves. That's He also had eight first-place votes. But Shoemaker had eight first, eight second, eight third-place votes, giving him the 72 points to win. Mm -hmm. Eight points is like, I mean, that's impressively low. It's eight out of 30. Yeah. So, impressively low. Some people that got interesting ones, David Ross for the Cubs got a second-place vote. David Bell for the Reds got a few points. I think he's uh, one to look out for next year, especially with the way that the Reds are looking to build like a young bait of yeah. young core. Yeah. Um, and then on the other hand, now that we're talking about the NL Cy Young, um, as you said, Blake Snell, very close to unanimous. Um, 28 first place votes. Uh, the other first place votes went to Logan Webb and Zach Gallen. Um, Spencer Strider, Justin Steele, Zach Wheeler, Kodai Sanga, and Corbin Burns all got votes. But, I mean, it's a massive distribution. With 28 first-place votes. Yeah. He had 204 points. The next guy had 86. Yeah, it's not even um, a competition. It is interesting, though, that Lo- that Logan Webb, I think, was number two. It's mm-hmm. quite an interesting yeah, uh, not, vote there. Not that I can think of who I would have put. Plays second, if I'm being honest, but I Gallon, think, I think second. Yeah, so, yeah, I think I like Logan Webb would not have come up in my brain. I, I agree. I think I'd run with Gallon. Um, and then obviously the big news for us is that Garrett Cole won in the American League. He's actually so he has finished top five in Cy Young voting five times, which is now the most before eventually winning. Um, the previous record was three times. Uh, and do you have the number i don't have garrett cole's like season right number off oh. of my 
top of my head. Um, and I also don't have the breakdown. So if you have those numbers, that'd be great. Um, I'll pull up his season stats and as that loads. So the breakdown was, of course, unanimous. So all 31st place votes mm. go to Cole. Almost very close, surprisingly close to unanimous for Sonny Gray at second place. Um, he gets 20 <laughs> votes at second. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, we, sorry, not to cut you off, but when we were talking about when the nominees came out, it, it kind of feels very similar to, I feel like every year we've had the conversation of this person could be MVP if this, right? Vlad Guerrero Jr. could have been MVP the year that Shohei won if Shohei didn't do what he did. Yeah. And it, it always uh, feels like there's someone who did almost just as well and would have been unanimous if that other person didn't just like become a whole new animal. Yeah. Um, and then Kevin Gossman came in third. Um, Kyle Bradish got votes. Luis Castillo, Zach Eflin, Pablo Lopez, George Kirby, Framer Valdez, Chris Bassett, Felix Batista, and Chris Martin. Felix Batista surprised me, but he got yeah. three fifth he got three fifth place votes. So it's not like he really was gonna get the Cy Young. People are just respecting the numbers he put up as a closer. Um, they just wanted to, for, maybe it was more of a, they just wanted to recognize it. Yeah. Um, for Cole, his stats this year, uh, 15-4 and four record, which is insane for a team that was Sucks. as disappointing as they were. Um, a 2-6-3 ERA, 209 uh, innings pitched, 222 strikeouts, uh, 0.981 whip. I mean, this guy... He did. He did what he needed to. Yeah, and um, I don't his mean his ERA plus went and led the AL. His WHIP led the entire league. His hits per nine were the lowest in the American League. He had the most innings pitched, the most shutouts, um, in the entire league. The lowest ERA in the AL, of course, only to Blake Snell in the NL. <laughs> he had all of it going for him. Yeah, I mean. I think that's the one thing that I will always be very grateful with with Garrett Cole is that I've never felt like he has not delivered on what we was expected when we signed him, right? He is I don't think he's ever missed a start. I I distinctly remember his his flu game last year against the Astros. Um if he's missed a start, it's been like one or two here or there. Like but there's there's been no like glaring oh Garrett Cole is on the IL. Um, we did not plan this well. They are about to start the show for MVPs, but I guess we'll just save that for next week because, again, what the hell are we going to talk about next week? Um, also, at the same time, like, do we really need to be surprised who's going to get MVP? We know who's going to get it in both leagues. Teddy, who are your guesses? Go! Uh, I'm going to guess uh, probably for NL would probably be uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Uh, and for AL is probably Martin Maldonado. Um, are you kidding me? AL is so clearly going to be Josh Donaldson. Um, I can't actually put together a decent season. Let's chill. <laughs> oh, I was serious about that. Um, no, uh, one thing that we didn't that we passed up and I didn't like even process because it kind of went by yeah, a little too quick. Um, somebody all point out in our organization not getting awarded but getting attention now in the Arizona Fall League is Caleb Durbin, who has been killing it. He almost has one steal a game out there. First player in Arizona Fall League history to get 20 steals. Um, 
he has been doing exactly what I mean, he's been putting his name on the map. And and Durbin is somebody who's not a top prospect for us, mm-hmm. but we've had for a few years. You know, um, sometimes they just sneak in there. I mean, like, um, I distinctly remember my summer with Somerset. It started with Oswaldo Cabrera was not ranked. And mm-hmm. by mid-year rankings, he like climbed up to like 13th. Yeah. And then, and then he the la- got onto the roster. So yeah. And then the last thing I want to talk about before we get to our big Yankee subject is the two guys that we added to our 40-man to avoid the Rule 5 draft in right-handed pitcher Clayton Beater and catcher uh, Augustin Ramirez. I don't know much about Ramirez. I was going to say, why is Beater's name familiar? Beater, I think we either got in a trade or has been sitting in Somerset. Maybe. Um, He might be in Somerset. I think he's a Somerset guy. Whenever I, um, whenever I recognize a name, I'm like, who did we get this guy for? And then I look him up and I go, never oh, mind. He's just in Somerset. No, Clayton Beater was last year. Or is he who he... That's who it was. We just huh? drafted. Oh, I wasn't drafted sure if drafted him. Or happened. if he was the guy that we got from the Dodgers for Joey Gallo. Um. Oh, wait, that could have been. He was picked in the 2020 draft. Um. Here we go. Uh. Yeah. No. Yep. Nope. You're right. You're I right. am. It was a Joey Gallo. Clayton Beater signed Sometimes, a lot of Dodgers traded Joey Gallo for Clayton Beater. Sometimes I amaze myself by the shit that <laughs> I pull out of the deep recesses of my brain. Um. So he's that been sitting at crazy. AAA. I'm he's sorry. AAA. Um. He has a. I mean, right now his career. Uh, last year, 2023, is nine seven, nine and seven with a three six two ERA, um, entirely across uh, Scranton Wilkesbury, so solid. Um, I think that's not a bad decision to go and might as yeah. Well I mean, I know that and keep him out of the rule. Five. I know when I know when he was traded, he has a high ceiling. It was just control issues that he was having. It's all it's all flooding back to me. It's all flooding because I just you know, do not stop having all this. This information doesn't ever leave my brain. It's just in there somewhere. Um, but yeah, interesting. Just also out of spite. We can't let somebody take. The guy yeah, exactly. Joey Gallo for. Absolutely yeah. fucking not. <laughs> um, now let's get into this absolute shit storm. That is Brian Cashman. Um, I, I'm just going to start with the quote. Uh, I got the. I found this off on Twitter. It was just all over the place. Um, this screenshot is from Daily News. Quote, we try to limit the time he's down, Cashman said, in regards to John Carlos Stanton. Um, quote, but I'm not going to tell you he's going to play every game next year because he's not. He's going to wind up getting hurt again, more likely than not, because it seems to be a part of his game. Um, is it true? Yes, it is true. But you don't fucking say it you not to the media not about one of your biggest contracts say it it's true yes it's true but we all know that you don't say that as the guy who runs it we're allowed to say it because we're not paying him and we're not running the damn team people (laughs) not on yankee payroll actually scratch that michael k can say it too but people not in the yankees front office can say that all they want Yankee front office. The one who didn't, the one who, who the, the people who didn't give him his damn contract and give him the exactly. money. Exactly. You give him the contract. <laughs> you provide the medical attention. You you plan the training that goes into his preseason prep and in season preparation. 
you are the last person who should be making a comment about how it's quote a part of his game. No one's game is getting hurt. Absolutely no one's game. And I think the worst thing that's come out of this is how Stanton's agent respond to it and is like warning free agents about signing with the Yankees. And there is a rumor that Yamamoto is going, is being represented by Joel Wolf, who is also Stanton's representative. And if that's the case, we've always assumed Brian Cashman is an idiot, but this is, this is the proof right in front of you because you could have just shut your fucking mouth and said that we are going to focus on keeping John Carlos Ditton healthy and keeping him on the yeah. field, even if that's a lie. But you that's could, you can say this, you say, go ahead. Tell tell the truth and be like, you know, yeah, he's had he's had a rough history of injuries, you know, where, where hopefully he got him all off the table, you know. Yeah, we're we're looking to improve him each year and and make injuries become less less either effective or, or something like that. You don't just say, yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. Happens to him all the time. I, I'm injury prone. Cashman the last two weeks, I think has just been on like a bender and like just ripping crack. Cause you weren't here last week, but last week was after he was like, well, I think that we're pretty fucking good. Hey man. Yeah. This is probably the worst Yankee season I've seen since I've been conscious. So tough. Um, But I just, the only, I can't see that, like that quote, even if Wolf was not representing both of them, I can't see that that, I don't know why anybody would want to play for an organization whose leadership blatantly talks like that about their players when you are in search of players to make your team better. Um, And... It, it it only makes sense that he's saying this if he knows he's about to lose his job because why would you t- be talking like this yeah. about your employees? It's, it's, These it's are your employees. Yeah. And it was just... I don't know. Wild, because literally earlier in the week, it was saying that, uh, you know, again, this is coming from SNY, so it's a slightly biased source towards Yankees and Mets, but it was saying that both y- the Yankees and the Mets are strong contenders for Yamamoto, all Brian Cashman had to do is what he normally fucking does and shut the hell up. Normally, we can't get shit from the man. And this offseason, he's been yappa, yappa, yapping all he wants. And I don't know why. Hi, makes, it, makes it very difficult to be hateable. Makes it very easy to be hateable. I was going to say, it makes it. Scotty, I hated it. Difficult to be liked. I hated it when it was quiet. And now somehow he's made it worse now that he doesn't shut up. I didn't think yeah. it was possible. Um, I don't know if there's anything else. Uh, oh, apparently the, the Mets and the Yankees are looking at Manuel Margot. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I would rather, I, I was saying this last week, I don't think I would want Cody Bellinger, and I want your opinion on it, Scotty. I... I fear Cody Bellinger might have a habit of, right, he was really good his MVP year, and then he fell off for a while. And then last year he was really good, and I'm afraid of that. Uh, contract year. Um, yeah. But I, I wanted to know if you were if you were in on the Cody Bellinger thing. 
what your what your Bellinger thoughts were. I'm really interested in 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 him for the idea mostly that his issue was the strikeout fits perfectly. Um, uh, but I think it's, it's looking like a scary bit. <laughs> yeah, but I I think that with things like this, do I think he's going to be the same productivity he was last year? Probably not. That's just how people yeah. work on their contract years. They're on something different on their contract years. But my biggest thing that I've always, always, always said that we need to do as a Yankee team is find a lefty hitter who can make contact. We don't need lefty hitters who will go and put the ball 450 to right because we only need it 312 to right. Fair. So, But somebody like like Bellinger is a legit outfielder. And even when he was doing poor, he still has been a legit outfielder. Defensively, he can play outfield. A defensive outfielder. And that would lock in a defensive outfielder for us and not have to worry about that part of his game. And if he struggles offensively, he struggles offensively. I think that he won't have the same problems, especially if we're bringing in, you know, a hitting coach that may be mm-hmm. familiar with somebody who's very good at hitting. Um, yeah. And so I think that he is somebody I would – he is probably the top two. It's him and Yamamoto. But Yamamoto is so in a different room right now. Yeah. That's not even related. And I, I think that's a very good fit for the Yankees. I think um, – I don't know where Bellinger's from. But I think he's from the New York area. I think his did his dad play for the Yankees. I know I've heard when the Yankees played when the Yankees were or sorry when the Cubs were oh, in he's from Arizona. Never mind. Completely when wrong. the Cubs were in New York, um, I believe Paul O'Neill was talking about Cody Bellinger running yeah. around the house. Yeah, no, his dad. I don't his dad played was... four years, or yeah. three years for the Yankees. So. so... There is a tie to it, but I just I I I get nervous of patterns repeating themselves. I would like Cody Bellinger, but I'm not a full train need to get him. I'm not there. Soto, I am on the complete opposite yeah. train. I am as far away from getting Soto as possible. Really? I do not want Soto because the amount that we'd have to give up for him is crazy. We'd okay, have so to give who, up some of our top prospects. Who, Scotty, when are we going to call those up the way that the Yankees run? Because the top prospects right now are a Jason Dominguez type thing. Like they are that. I think Dominguez is the only one I. I, Dominguez is the only one I would keep. I would clear. I'd I'd clear the farm system for Soto because what if we're not winning now? When are we going to win? But for my point is that that's not going to be it. Getting Juan Soto with what the fuck we just did this year, getting a left fielder is not going to put us in the playoffs. I just, I just, we only will get him for a year. We only get him for one more year. I just know he has on his contract. Me and you have talked about the Yankees' habit of hoarding prospects and never spending them. When do you, I don't want to say spend them because they're people, but when do you use this? farm system that we built up but we don't pull anyone up because we just signed 37 year old five year old mvps third basemans like josh b josh baseman josh donaldson we don't call it prospect like when 
I mean, I right now we're we're at a point right now where our the our top prospect in AAA is our number ten prospect. I think right now we have put ourselves in a pretty okay spot to be, you know, youthful. Not youthful in the way that, like, we just called up about nine rookies this year specifically to the point where, you know, our our farm system is full of people that we don't know where they're going to go. And by the time that they are ready for the majors, number one, Spencer Jones, 2025 is expected. Um, our technical number two, because number two is Jason Dominguez, number three is Everson Pereira. Out of our top ten, three of them made it in the league this year, so they're still referenced as prospects. But Chase Hampton, 2025, 2025, Drew Thorpe, 2027, uh, George Lombard, 2027, Roderick Arias. Um, the only one that isn't that is supposed to be next year is Trey, is Trey Sweeney is the only person in that boat that at all is is expected to make an impact anytime soon in the next year, really. And then, of course, you'll see where they grow. But I, I think that going and spending these prospects out, and, and again, most of them aren't even top prospects, but like Pereira and Dominguez and, and those type of prospects that we've seen and we've enjoyed seeing in the majors already. And we've said, wow, these guys can make an impact. They're going to go and want to take Soto because that's that that's the value that Soto is trying to bring to these. And I don't see it because he is one of the worst players defensively. He does not help us in the defense in the outfield. He helps us hitting. Yeah, you say he helps us hitting, but he had an okay year this year. I think he batted like 270. Which is better than how many Yankees this year? Oh, most of them. But at the same time, our Yankees, our left fielder, besides being seven of them, I think we can get a better legit left fielder. And then you have a rookie third baseman, a rookie sec- a rookie shortstop. Who knows what the fuck we're doing at first base? Anthony Rizzo should be back from a concussion by April. Lots really- of thinking. <laughs> a, a ro- <laughs> uh, we're going to get a new rookie catcher. Like we're having a young team to the point. You of think we're getting home. a? You think that we're having a rookie third baseman? Well, we're not having a rookie shortstop. Scotty. Pereira, Vol- no, but I'm saying these are going to be their second year. Then. Pereira, Volpe, Wells. You can't. You couldn't have gone in expecting all of them to go and hit above 270 as well. But you have I'm to give them this that past year. year. I'm saying this past year, and you're like, how many of them hit better than Soto? Well, they were mostly young. They're mostly rookies. okay. Then okay, take the rookies out of there. Give me DJ. Give me Glaber. Give me the guys that have major league experience that were supposed to be the leaders on this team and weren't. You could take that, but then that's that almost backs up the point of why we should keep the damn uh, prospects. Then I'm I'm just caught off guard by this. That's all. That's all. I I feel like. I, I do with what soda would cost, I don't think I'm willing would to you, spend that. Especially would, for only okay, one year. Okay, so you in wouldn't a situation want to, where I don't think we'd be able to make the World Series in that one year. Okay, so you don't think we can make the World Series next year. But yeah. he has year after that free agent. Would you offer him a contract if he has let's say a better year than Yankees. this last year? We're the damn fucking Yankees. We could Go and offer a contract to every single person we have that is out there. But we don't. I think we always should. I had the damn money for it. But and, and in the point where 
we're probably, I mean, again, knowing the Yankees, probably not going to get Bellinger. No, we're going to settle for like, I can't even think of just like a, like some guy off of like the fucking like Reds and just pull some dinky little guy that played like 37 games last year and they're like this is the guy for us yeah, no, we're gonna get some, so we're gonna get some the smallest guy. analytics team in the american league east have done like, this yeah this guy we got travis janikowski here <laughs> so left fielder. he's gonna turn around for us i swear um no we're gonna sign again we're gonna sign tim lacastro back and that's our left fielder we're like tommy fam you see he made it to the world series He'll bring he also, us. Like was dog shit during the regular season. Yeah, he made it to the World Series though. This guy knows what he's talking about. Give me he's thirty six. Give me <laughs> Nick Castellanos who hit forty six in the let's NL. Get, yes. Let's get, uh, let's That's get what Derek I need. Dietrich back. Let's get <laughs> Derek Dietrich back on the field. Uh, <laughs> but it will be. It will be interesting. I don't have a whole lot of other things, honestly. Um. One thing not surprising but came out today is that the A's move to Vegas is officially approved. Um, did you see that? Again, this is coming from ESPN. Everybody is just trying to probably make headlines that Shohei may seek a contract with exceedingly high average salary but fewer years. I did not say anything about that. No. So the only reason that I think that that might have legs and might be a thing is if he wants to do one contract or he's still doing both. And then after that, like maybe a three year contract where he's doing both, he asks for another one that's expensive to be a DH slash potential outfielder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I don't think it's impossible, but I think at the same time, I think someone would rather lock him up. I, and I think Shohei would rather do that. I don't think Shohei would look at himself of, I only have four years worth of pitching and yeah. hitting. I have to go and lock. No, I think with, with how they are trained in Japan and, and with how that system works, he is ready to do both for his entire career. I just don't know. I I and I, I think, don't know if teams think, are going to be willing to put that out there. The thing is, I think he could do it. I think it would just greatly shorten his like years of playing. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, what are the two oldest players in baseball? They're the pitchers and the DHs. Yeah, because they're playing once every seven days, or they're only playing they're only playing half the game. They're not doing both. I just think at the same time of also I think- don't you dare slam Miguel Cabrera like that, like he didn't just play baseball for sixty seven straight years. What I. I- I didn't slam him. I say he was a DH. Well, he's a first baseman. I guess that's close enough to a damn DH. Hey, (laughs) watch it. I was going to pull out Albert Pujols, but he does not help. Yadier Molina. Yadier Molina. There you go. There you go. Um, But I I think at the same time, it it could be seen as same same high price, same high years, but just the way that that teams teams I mean teams get to split it up however they want it to so maybe they're gonna go and be like yeah we'll give you a 500 million dollar contract but we're gonna give you, you we're gonna know, pay you 400 million in the first three. five yeah. years 
like it's it's gonna it could be split up like that and then kind of make that deal of like yeah i mean we're gonna want you to pitch as long as you can we're gonna pay you pay you high for as long as you can but like we're gonna you're not going to get the same amount once you are only a one-trick pony for us, which, again, yeah. will still be a very, a, very uh, high-quality one-trick pony. Very good <laughs> trick. <laughs> but it, it's just – it's going to be cut there. And and I think that that makes it a little easier um, for teams to, to still give him extended contracts because they get to weigh how much they actually want to pay him. Mm. And I think that that will give him a big opportunity there. It's just that whole idea of, like, you got to guess – yeah, you got to be like, hey, we're gonna lock you in for ten years, and then three years he's done pitching. You're like, well, we have a lot of I, fucking money to. Get I was gonna say, gonna be a DH. Listen, we've <laughs> talked a lot about the crazy 10, 12 year contracts that were given out in the last two years. If somebody gives Shohei Otani a ten year contract, twelve year contract, I will know that those people were just on straight crack cocaine when they gave they that. Wanted a guy. Because they just wanted some big ticket to attract him. And it would just be great. And like, I know, I think objectively, Trey Turner's 12 year contract or 10 year, I think he has a 10 year, 10 year contract right now, I think is the craziest because he's going to lose the most desirable part of his game and his speed very quickly. But Shohei will very much overtake that if someone gives him a 10 year contract. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to mention that uh, A's uh, transfer again. So they're going to go and they're going to move to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Still have another year being the Oakland A's. And yet it's going to be a great big question mark of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Not next year, not the year after, but, or sorry, not the next year, but the year after that. They have a lease for the Oakland. Yes, they have a lease in Oakland until 2024. And the stadium in Las Vegas is not supposed to be ready until 2028. So there's going to be a, a nice gap there. Three years. Are they playing their minor league stadium? They like, are primarily like going to go. It's it's thought that they're going to go AAA Nevada. Um, but the it, it's quoted by, this is from Talking Baseball, that mm-hmm. the they plan on playing in their AAA park in Nevada. Oracle and other places we'll see what happens i think kind of a similar system to what uh toronto did during the lockout yeah, during, yeah. it's just it's a fine line of toronto during the lockout there was no minor league baseball nobody was using that park in yeah Buffalo. now you have a team that needs to play there just the same amount as you and it's not like they don't have a field in oakland why would you not just stay in oakland it's just the lease so you you go and you, you can't sign a two year lease, three year lease. Also, they're also acting like someone's dying to get into the Coliseum. They're just dying to tear it down. Well, no, honestly, that might be why. It might be, Ooh. yeah, we won't give you a lease. We're waiting for this to be up, and then just shutting it down. Um, I, honestly, but, this is probably the most Oakland A's thing. If they're gonna what? go out, they're gonna go you out and do something stupid like this. The players don't deserve it, but the owner deserves it. I hope yeah. it gives a headache every single night. Yeah, um, this gives uh, the Oakland A's will be the first team since. Wow, I really I didn't realize it was actually that old uh, since the Washington Nationals to relocate. I thought they relocated in 2001. It was in, it was in the 90s, wasn't it? It was 05. Oh, it was 05. 05. 
was Montreal. I thought it was earlier because they always like they made a, a big deal once uh Cabrera retired this year that he was the last player in the league. Yeah, I against. thought and I thought it was oh I guess it probably it probably makes sense because I Zimmerman I was drafted in 01. But uh-huh. I thought Zimmerman was drafted 01 first player to get drafted by the Nationals. I think he was drafted 01 first player to play with the Nationals. First player to get called up to the Nationals. Makes uh-huh. a little more sense. Because I knew it was 01 that Zimmerman got drafted, but there's that. And then the Washington Senators moved to Arlington in 1972 to become the Rangers. And the Seattle Pilots moved to Milwaukee in 1970 to become the Brewers. I was talking to Sawyer about this earlier and I will stand by it. Um, yes, the O the O's um, Oakland needed help and support. I don't, I really don't. I, I mean, we saw this year, the issue was not the location. The team that has a location issue is the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. I and think it's- there's, there's the Rays one, not even in Tampa Bay. Two, play at Tropicana Field. Three, struggle to get people to attend their games, even when they are one of the best teams in baseball. You know, I I really think that the A's are losing so much more than I think they're going to gain. All they're going to gain is a new stadium, and they're going to lose, I think. I personally think that a lot of people are going to – I mean – I, I say this now. I know that I did this when the Nets left New Jersey. I no longer considered myself a, a Nets fan. I think that they're going to lose a lot of fans once they leave Oakland and move to Vegas. I think they're going to lose more fans than they're going to gain because you don't have as many residents in Vegas as you yeah. do in other cities. Yeah. Well, I think if you moved a team from Tampa, quote unquote, Tampa Bay, who struggled to fill the seats for the ALCS, if you moved them to Vegas, I think you'd have a, you'd gain a lot more than you would lose. Um, I I think the same thing is I always love. I mean, we could talk about the whole history of, of this Oakland organization as much as we want. I listen to the comments. They're like, yeah, no, you guys need to do this, and they're like, no, the fans like it's not on the fans. Yeah, like it's literally on the organization. And there's it's such a fine line of like, yeah, it really was on the organization because it's like, yeah, well, fans didn't attend the game. Yeah, well, the team sucked. Like, yeah, fans didn't even go to the game while they were there. Yeah, because the stadium sucked. Yeah, it like wasn't safe for me to be there. I there honestly nothing put in for the fans. Half of me, like, partially believes that the reason that they moved the A's was so that they didn't have to do any league restructuring. Because if they moved the Rays, they couldn't have been an American. Yeah, league. you can't. Yeah, you would have had yeah. to restructure the whole thing. Like, I think that honestly, it just like worked out that they were like, okay, great. This is a, like an easy out and an easy shift. Like they're just moving over. They can still be a part of the Western division. Um, and I, I mean, we can, we have all off season that we can talk about this, but it is yeah. official, official. Um, a few things I want to go over as well. Um, MLB is looking to reduce the pitch clock to 18 seconds with runner on base. Wait, so they're trying to make it shorter, correct? They're trying to make it even shorter. Bitch, yep. give them 10 seconds. I don't care. Keep um, it I think moving. it's very surprising of how little... I mean, I went over it in uh, the one post that I made. Yeah. Of how little, you know, it mattered later in the year. It, people got used to it. People adjusted he, to it. And now they're kind only of just condensing that didn't, it down. The only player that didn't is Alec Manoa. And you know what? He fucking... 
Bye. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's good to see that they're doing this and they're refining it. That's the biggest thing. Is they included it. People are like, hate. People hated it. People are probably gonna hate that they reduced it. Nobody fucking noticed. I mean, you hate it, right? Those people hated it for a week, and then that topic never came up again. They hated yeah. it because it was different, and then they realized that it was better. It's it is very something. It is very much something that that is so so simple, so simple of a change, and I think that that is brought up. People are gonna hate it. But I think if nobody said anything, I don't think anybody would fucking notice. No. Also, Scotty, breaking news. Shohei Otani just won the ALMB. No fucking shot. <laughs> no. No. You're shitting me. There goes all my money. Hey, Scotty, we did, in fact, lose a bet this year. I know we did. That MVP. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I know we did. I know we lost that one. Don't you know, talk about where all my money is. Um... <laughs> Um, sorry. Continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to shatter the earth with that news. No, you're good. Um, the other thing I want to talk about shortly. I mean, it's nothing big. Uh, but the Braves are uh-huh. going to host a 2025 All Star game. This comes along with what was it last year's was supposed to be that? I think so. Was last year, two years ago, we were supposed to be Atlanta, and then they probably had, was it 2020 was supposed to be Atlanta. It could have been 2020, but I know had they had all of their voting. Oh, going on. it was all that, that was, stuff that wasn't la- this past year, it was the year before. Yeah, they had their whole thing, and so now it, it resumes to be where it's supposed not supposed to be, but put them back. Um, and Atlanta will be. Hosting the 2025 All Star Game, which will be dope. I think I think Truist will look really Truist good is a great game. yeah. I I was about to say Truist is a great park, as if I fucking been there. I'm like it's beautiful. It's great this time of year. I think it's, it's a good environment and it's a good city. It is a legit. It's not in Atlanta. It's about 15 to 20 minutes it's, outside. Yeah, of the that's city. enough. 15 minutes is is not that bad. And it's actually, if anything, I, I prefer. I think that's better that teams are just outside rather than in it makes traffic a little easier it makes you know they're two different things it's just it's Um, because like when cities like bid for the olympics like boston bids for the olympics like every fucking time and it's going to be done like your public transportation is too bad to host an international event and it, it that that just like comes to mind whenever they're like like i don't i don't even know if there's bidding to host like the all star game at all, they or have it so set up in the future, like I yeah, or if they literally so just like you go next, Brr, you go next. <laughs> um, but since the last week, um, the AL and NL team gold gloves were announced. I don't know how I don't have the NL saved. The AL was the Blue Jays. The NL was the NL was the Braves. It was the Braves okay? Yeah. I know the Braves got Silver Slugger, I thought. I, didn't think they I, believe, I believe they also got Gold Glove. Makes sense. Um, so, good for them. <laughs> uh, it's about as much as they could show for themselves. Um, <laughs> it was all the uh, had. But along with the Team Gold Glove, uh, Platinum Gloves were also awarded, awarded and in the National League, it was Fernando Tatis Jr. for his work in right field. But you know, you got to well respect. Deserved. You got to fucking well deserve. I mean, it, honestly, it's even more surprising that he was able to earn it after being out for two months. 
Yeah, and but that kind of shows you what he truly did. It, it's also just it. it's it's amazing because one, he obviously signed his contract as a shortstop, and then was just like on paper like one of the worst defensive shortstops even if he did cool shit and then they were like uh let's put you here just because we hey, need hey you know how you like hurt your shoulder we're gonna let's, throw you in right field let's check you in the outfield and he's like okay bet i'm gonna be the best one <laughs> on then, a team that sucks <laughs> and then on the other side uh in the al it was andres jimenez for the guardians so, I mean, we already mentioned it. Um, you know, this is the first year that Nolan Arenado wasn't a Gold Glove finalist. Um, also, one of the first times this is out of I mentioned this last year. I think every out of every Platinum Glove that has ever existed, this is the second NL Platinum Glove that has not gone to Nolan Arenado. It's crazy. Which is a one of the most impressive impressive things i have a i have a genuine question i don't know if you're gonna know the answer to this did arenado have a bad year or was everybody else just really really good i know he arenado had a very bad year i was gonna say i know he started off offensively not great and they and i think he was like playing through an injury for a little bit so i wasn't sure oh i apologize i I apologize i got it wrong it was there has been one two this is the third year since the introduction in of the Platinum Glove in 2011. I was very wrong with this stat. This is the third time since 2011 <laughs> that the Platinum Glove has not gone to Yadier Molina or Nolan Arenado. So a Cardinal. So a Cardinal, but a legendary defensive Cardinal. Andrelton Simmons got it for, with the Braves in 2013. Anthony Rizzo got it with the Cubs in 2016. Let's go! And then it was, it was six straight years. Or, yeah. Yeah, get my counting right. One, two, three, four. Yeah, six straight years of Nolan Arenado into Fernando Tatis. Okay, so the, here's the thing. You know how I was talking about earlier with Bellinger about how I feel like this is his fluke year, and then he'll return to norm of being like average to maybe slightly below average. Nolan mm-hmm. Arenado is the opposite way in that this year being a bad year is the fluke, and he will return to the norm of being a ridiculous vacuum. I think. Yeah, and it's super. It's super interesting because. In the AL, there has been three times where there has at all been a repeat winner. That's not even back-to-back. Two of them were back-to-back. Adrian Beltran won it 2011-2012, and then Matt Chapman won it 2018-2019, and then Alex Gordon won it 2014-2020. Weirdest combo. Um, But that shows you just that. I was going to say that. How (laughs) one-sided. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, you say it. We say it all the time. I remember anytime that I talk about Gio Urshela, I always say he's the second best third baseman in baseball because you just cannot ignore, even if Nolan had a bad year this year, you can't ignore the reign that he has had over baseball since he stepped foot on the field. Yes. Um, to continue through uh, just short things, because um, we don't really have much to talk about on any of them, I don't think. Joe uh, Espada is to be named the next Astros manager. Yeah, they I just read that. Fuck- they just plucked a, glo- a guy out yeah. of nowhere and was like, yeah, you can do it for a year until we like actually yeah. like interview yeah. people. I went and I read that and I go, oh, wait, huh? why are they doing that? I'm like, oh, I forgot Dusty retired. <laughs> You're like, interesting <laughs> choice. I'm like, what happened to, what happened to their old manager? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Brewers name Pat Murphy to their new manager is Craig Council. 
went to Cubs. the Cubs. Yes. Yes. He's they so good. fired the Cubs yes. manager and hired counsel in the same tweet. It was crazy. <laughs> Craig Council is, is an insane manager to be able to put the Brewers in playoff contention every year. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, the team does not deserve to be yeah. there every year. Yeah. Every year they show up, I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, they pitching. Yeah. <laughs> and Willie uh, Adams and sometimes <laughs> Christian Yelich. Uh, and then my final thing was that there were rumors a while ago, as in four days ago, that uh, the Angels were reportedly, quote, expressing strong interest in Mr. Tam Anderson. I saw that. Which is really interesting. Okay, the the reason that I... Tim Anderson is, is a pain in the ass. But with Ron Washington as their manager, I really think that he could defensively fix any infielder. I, I yeah, just, but that, that's think he could make Josh Donaldson like, good again. I don't know where they put him. If if they put Anderson at short and then they're going to move Zach Neto to third? You just called or up second? No, because you have Rendon at third. You'd move him to second. Or you'd yeah, move Anderson. You're really second. thinking Rendon is going to... I saw this thing from a... a why would you not move... Why would you not move Anderson to third? He's older. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know but he's also... That also could be the same reason. Of, like, you can't shape him. Um, I yeah, saw this, not, this... He's not going to be better at shortstop than a young guy. Yeah. I saw this... this Who had funny, a decent year. He was like... A very oh. funny tweet. Uh, I don't know. This, this uh, very funny post from an Angels um, like fan page. And uh-huh. It was like their oh who should we sign you like they didn't do trades but they're like who should we sign first of all i had aaron nolan in there and aaron nolan i think cody bellinger or something like that they like two kind they're of absurd trades you know what? you and can't then, deny the angels fans are always a little bit hopeful that it's good yeah, and then, and then they're they like have, we have mike trout people are gonna want to play with mike trout right but the last slide was like my our projected lineup and they had it and the top comment i read was the most absurd thing about this is expecting anthony rendon to be healthy <laughs> And not like punch a kid and have to be and have to sit out for ten games. Have to do so like, oh, he's healthy, but he just right hooked an eleven year old. I mean, also at the so same time, he has to take some slight prison time. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, Rendon has been set for more DH recently because he's just getting old too. Rendon's yeah. like thirty five. I think. Seven. I think. I think if they'd sign Anderson, I think they'd move Anderson to third over Neto. And then Neto, yeah, that's because that team. Who's young and has some young skill in Neto and, if you and Ohapi. Put, if you put young infielders with Ron Washington, I mean, I, I still remember to this day, the year that the Braves won the World Series, there was a video circulating of Ron Washington, like running infield practice. And I was still like actively playing softball. And I learned from watching it, just listening to the man for yeah. 45 seconds. You know, I'm not, I'm not expecting the Angels to be spectacular in any way. And I think that, Washington deserves a purple heart for like voluntarily signing to manage that shit show. But I, I think I think it will be an interesting pair of him and that organization. Yeah. Do you have anything else you'd like to talk about? That, that is all that I Listen, had. We managed to squeeze out like an hour-long episode in arguably one of the more boring weeks because no trades are happening and nobody's getting signed anywhere. So I call this a win. Yes. All right. So 
Make sure you follow us on Instagram to see one of Scotty's best works uh, yet is his Cy Young post for Garrett Cole. That was beautiful and wonderful. Um, it's at Pinstripe Podcast on Instagram. And also don't forget to follow the show on whatever platform you were listening to it on. And for Scotty, I'm Lexi, and this has been the Pinstripe Podcast. Bye.